This is Lead Stories. I'm Retreat Lead, and today it's Free Your Mind Friday. What is that? It's all about your opinions. Uh, what are you thinking about something? There's no script. There's no, uh, what can I say? There's no format that's dictated for you. You have the floor. Well, not forever either. <laughs> you have to make good use of a little bit of time to express an opinion, your opinion, about a subject. It doesn't matter whether people agree or disagree with you. All you have to do is to make your case. And if you do a good job of that, then you will have succeeded in making use of your time today. 888-874-4888 is the number to call. 888-874-4888. You know, I like the idea of people saying for themselves what they think. And I, I like the idea, too, of challenging certain points that are made. But I also like when people are prepared to defend their point of view. That's excellent. And we have to learn to do that more and more because as you go around, you, you may think you're just, you know, going around doing your own thing and minding your business and suddenly somebody comes to you and interrupts you and poses a, an issue or a question, and then you are blindsided by it. You're not prepared. This is the kind of program that says, prepare yourself. Be aware that you're living in a changed world, and you have to think fast. <laughs> you have to keep up with things. And most importantly, you should have an opinion about the things that you're thinking about. Okay, 888-874-4888. Let's start with Harvey from Berkeley. Hello, Harvey. How are you doing? Hello, wonderful, Utrice. Uh, Thank you, wonderful, Harvey. <laughs> and greetings to you <laughs> once again and to your vast worldwide audience. And I don't know if you caught this, but on July 10th, 2022, uh, there was an article with the headline, The Building Blocks of Life Are Found Floating in the Milky Way Galaxy, suggesting that we are not alone in the universe. And the article went on to say that scientists have discovered organic molecules known as nitrides, that's spelled N-I-T-R-I-L-E-S, nitriles, uh, that are abundant in interstellar clouds. Here on Earth, nitriles are found in many plants and animals as well as being used in a variety of medical and industrial applications. And it turns out that nitriles uh, have been detected near the center of our Milky Way galaxy, supporting the possibility that these organic particles could have hitchhiked a ride to Earth <clears throat> on meteorites and or comets during a time of heavy planetary bombardment roughly four billion years ago. This discovery also raises the possibility that life has evolved on other planets throughout the universe. And now that the Pentagon has finally admitted that there are unidentified flying objects of unknown origin whizzing around our skies, these revelations aren't just another step forward. 
they are a quantum leap forward, especially for the UFO community who are in the vanguard of educating the public as to the very real possibility that we are not alone in the vastness of space. So now, now is the perfect time to get over our adolescent-like behavior, including stupid wars, as we take our first baby steps toward a greater reality that the universe is teeming with life. So there. Okay. Go ahead. Continue. And uh, so I just want to share that with you and and the world and uh, let you know that uh, it's time to get into uh, get past our paranoia and 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 uh, and uh, being nasty to each other and wake up to a reality that uh, it's time to grow up. When will we know for sure that we are not alone? When will we know? Well, um, I think we already know that. I mean, this this phenomena has been hidden from, or at least the, the governments of the world have tried to hide it from us for for 70 years about, and they're in total denial. But now, uh, due to um, changes because of the giant uh, new uh, space telescope, the James Webb Telescope, revealing uh, in infinitely more detail the possibility of life, including that they could see, like, uh, street lighting on other planets and detect um, organic molecules. Uh, plus, there's other, there's, uh, there's, the, uh, uh, there's other projects, uh, one by Avi Robe, where uh, they're going to be searching the skies, looking for, for other uh, signs of life. And, uh, and uh, there's also the SETI project. So as these things uh, become more and more relevant, uh, the, it's harder to hide the fact that we are not alone in the universe. And so we're just, we're, we ourselves are about to step out and go to the moon and Mars. And I think that we're going to be very surprised uh, that because I think that that's what the universe is about. It's about life. And uh, planets are islands of life. And even uh, space itself, the ocean of space, most, most probably contains sentient life that uh, has managed to uh, survive in, in the uh, rigors of outer space, just like fish survive in, our, in, in the ocean. And just like the fish in the ocean, they don't know about us. I mean, we're the land dwellers. Uh, there, there are stories amongst the fish world that we exist, but, uh, but uh, that's, that's uh, so you have the, uh, the ocean of life, uh, the ocean of water, and then the ocean of life, and I think the ocean of space is the next frontier, and there are creatures, there are uh, intelligence out there that are watching us just like, uh, just like we are watching uh, the, the fish in the ocean. Well, thank you for getting us started today. Okay. And on such a, a, a note of expectation about uh, the, the grand revelation, I can't wait to know for sure that we are not alone. 888-874-4888 is the number to call. You have an opinion about something, now is the time to share it. And be prepared. You may, you may get a question or two. Uh, you may be challenged. But if you have a firm belief in what you're saying, you'll be able to defend yourself. You'll be able to take stock. 888-874-4888. It's very important to develop the capacity for uh, interrelating with others, but also uh, being prepared to exchange points of view, especially 
if you're exchanging points of view with people who might be resistant to your ideas, how do you go about uh, explaining to them what, from your perspective, your issue is? And how do you relate to the, the, the clear feeling that people are not necessarily agreeing with you? What do you do? How do you approach uh, probably winning them over or convincing them that yours is a considered point of view? It's very, very important to have that attitude that while you, you hope that they appreciate what it is you're saying, you nonetheless are in a position to exchange points of view at a level that most people are not prepared to accept. They're kind of surprised when you take the time to give them your attention and to exchange a point of view. 888-874-4888. You guys are slow today. What's going on? <laughs> you can't slow down. It's Friday. It's Free Your Mind Friday. Positive from Brooklyn. You're on the air. How you doing, you trees and the family? Thank you. I'm okay. Thanks. Um, I had to call. I, I, I wasn't going to comment on it, but there's been a couple comments on it already. You probably saw in the media, but I just wanted to uh, see it from maybe a different angle. I've seen it. Maybe one or two uh, person I heard personality I speak on it from the same angle that I view it from, and that is the uh, Kanye or Ye uh, comments that have lately been out there on, on the, in, the, in the media and on I guess on the internet. And then they had a they had a, you know a few rebuttal by you know several other celebrities. Uh, one in particular that I'm the last year I heard was uh, Russell Simmons, who they call Uncle Russ. You know, a brother I, you know, met personally in, you know, local streets before he became uh, in the industry of the uh, music industry and so on and so forth. And uh, I'm what is the uh, issue, as you see it? What is the issue? Well, the issue is Kanye is coming out speaking about uh, main one of the main things, speaking, revealing some of the uh, machinations behind the music industry, uh, fashion industry. And he, uh, you know, you know, it's basically speaking from his, you know, based on his experience and experience of others that, that he know. And he mentioned how, and he also, you know, mentioned a few news. He mentioned uh, a George Floyd incident and a few other incidents uh, he commented on. Also, he responded to why he did the uh, White Lives Matter T-shirts. Um. My particular interest right now is Russell Simmons are you aware are you aware that you are taking us into for many of us into a different world we, we have no idea what's going on in the world of which you speak oh very no well. I'm not I, 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 oh, oh wait well maybe I should preface it with that thing uh, Kanye Kanye who's known as Jay nowadays, you know, uh, did a interview on, I can't think of the name of the, uh, the guy's show that he did. In, well, one, one of the interviews he did on a, a podcast called Drink Chance. And he spoke about 
the <laughs> music industry, uh, how it was being controlled by the Jewish uh, monopoly. And he said, not only is it the uh, music industry, but the media industry as a whole is controlled by the Jewish monopoly. And he said that um, a lot of entertainers, they know this, but are afraid, be it rappers, R&B singers, or this, people in the, of different genres, you know, whatever it is in the, in the music industry know of this, but are afraid to say anything. And he was coming out expressing his... Uh, his disagreement on how they monopolize things and try to control you and how he is not allowing that to happen. So he you know, named a few names in the, in the uh, rap industry. I mean, a few rappers in the music industry, I should say, and also others in the uh, fashion industry, how they capitulated to this Jewish monopoly. He said he's not talking about Jewish people as a whole, but he's saying the, the media... Uh, uh, the mainstream media is controlled by a Jewish monopoly. And uh, he was expressing his views uh, on that. And since then, a lot of celebrities, uh, people of that genre, media, fashion, uh, have come out against them on that. Not all of them, but most of them. Russell Simmons was the last one I've heard of a late that responded to uh, uh, Yeh's, uh, as they would say, Albert, you know, I think call them calling him crazy now. And Kanye or Ye also responded to that. And how saying he's not, he's far from being crazy. And how that was one of the tactics that the, the Monopoly used against him to discredit him and keep him in one particular uh, box of just being an artist or like they would do an athlete trying to speak out about uh, political uh, situations in America and so forth. So at any rate, like I said, uh, uh, Russell Simmons did do a response to that. He said, uh, he said he prefaces with saying enough, enough, and he started speaking about uh, the uh, the media industry and how uh, they basically did those Jews and those who can the media industry needed, which is basically he basically agreed to Kanye. Are uh, they can uh, those who control the, the uh, media industry is largely Jews and how we should be thankful to them because of what they did for him as a, you know, the favors they did for him in particular and how they took him to certain parties and he would at times would be the only one, only black bear and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, uh, to, uh, make a long story short on his response, what I want to say to that is that most of what he said, as I said, uh, uh before mentioned, agreed to what Kanye said about the media and how it's mostly controlled by a Jewish organization. He didn't say that all Jews were bad. He was just speaking about the, the industry as a whole and the monopoly that the, the Jewish also has on it. Russell Simmons even said how they control the, uh, how they put, they finance the civil rights uh, movement. They finance uh, several movements that work that benefited black people. I've also heard the minister, Minister Louis Farrakhan, uh, comment and say the same thing. I've heard Dick Gregory say the same thing. I've heard Prince say the same thing. I've heard Michael Jackson say the same thing. And each time that they come out and mention it, mainstream media, along with their partners, and even those who are in that industry, come out against them. 
and basically try to blackball them and, and malign them and, you know, and discredit them and so on and so forth. Well, this, is, um, this this issue of blacks and Jews and right. uh, Jews by, by themselves, that's been a major topic of discussion. And while it is, um, it is appropriate to for people to take a look at the relationships, the, uh, the historic relationships between these two groups, it's also annoying to me. <laughs> it's, it's annoying <laughs> because people take these things to just rev people up, and they don't know what they're revved up about. Right. You know, it is not an intelligent discussion that we're having. It is, you know, you press the button, and the button is to say, Jews are evil, Jews are this, Jews are that. I think it is so childish that we cannot fathom, we don't have a proper discourse going on. It's that, you know, one side lobs uh, accusations across the fence, the other side lobs other accusations across the fence, and that's 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 the extent of the uh, interaction that we have. Right. It doesn't prove anything. It doesn't advance right. any discussion. It doesn't get us to a place of really understanding. It is, in fact, a kind of flip side of what whites used to do. They right, they right. know that you press this button, black people will go crazy. So press it, and blacks but do I, go crazy, and they're happy that they press it because right. that's I, I the must, conditioning. I'm, I must I agree with you in, in that context, but with all uh, with all uh, with all due respect, I think that from Kanye's point of view, as he uh, responded to Russell Simmons and he also, no he responded to uh, the. The uh, one of the, the rapper uh, Nori, who uh, is the main commentator on the uh, podcast uh, Champs, he said that his point of view was not to say anything in particular about Jewish people as a whole. He was speaking more so of the industry and the monopoly that they. Oh, had don't to. go for that. That's that, that's just <laughs> such a, a, a that's just such. A thin disguise. Right. You know, Kanye West is not, and and we should be very clear about it. Right. Kanye West is not playing with a full deck of cards. Okay. Uh, And he may be entirely different tomorrow. And he does not have the same history that he is uh, touting now. When he's such a you know a, a, a potent uh, advocate for black people, and he's yet again identifying the enemy, he needs to go someplace and get some serious therapy to find himself. Well, yeah, actually, actually, himself. what he's saying, actually, I mean, we understand what you're saying, but actually, what he's saying now is that uh, what he's saying is that uh. 
he's not saying anything about black people in particular. In fact, anything, when he comes out, he says he's about, he's for all people. He's just pointing out something that's going on now. He doesn't he, know what he is for. <laughs> he, he needs to go someplace <laughs> and find out <laughs> what he is for. He needs to go, I, I'm not kidding. He needs to really get his his brain recalibrated because he's right. been all over the map. Right, right. He's right. been all over the map. And if you've been following him, you would you would but know that there is a Kanye West delighted in being the 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 person to articulate all these negatives about black people so that he can become more well-known. That's right, the right, kind right. of that, that we have to deal with, too. So, you know... Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. He said, you know, he so, said, his mouth so when he should have been quiet, at time, especially when he was dealing with the Trump incident. So you're right, you're right. He you're needs right. to just go someplace and get his head recalibrated and be quiet right. about it. He doesn't need to say anything at all in public until right. he has gotten his brain in gear. Right, right. Well, I guess that's so the thing. Amen, Ruffin. Amen, Ruffin. You're right, Chutri. Thank you. You're right. Thanks <laughs> 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 You know, I, I, I marvel at these people who become instant experts and they're historians and they're... Uh, you know, uh, they, they, they're studying civilizations. No, they haven't. Right, right. They just bought a new pair of uh, sunglasses, and they, they think that that makes them new. No, right. it doesn't whether make they, you new. Whether they're, whether they're being there or not. You're right, you're right, you're right. So we, we need to just, when we see these things happening, we need to know. We need to let them know. We, we, right. We're way past that game mm. and don't don't think that you could toy with the community and not uh, pay a price mm. because what they're trying to do is to gain relevance mm. to be, become relevant again because they basically tuckered themselves out. They had nothing else going for them. So uh, this historic blacks and Jews uh, enmity, they revive it and they say, oh, I'm not condemning Jews now. Yes, you are. Because that's the whole point. To, be, to get to be relevant again, you have to have something to bring you into the limelight. Everything else that he has tried has flopped. And it clearly indicates, and I don't want to play psychiatrist here, but this guy for a long time has needed serious treatment. He went through some real hell. You could tell. And he needs to go someplace, find a place that is friendly, that would accept you, bring you in, and decipher all these things that have messed with your mind. And then you lash out, and you start talking about like you're some kind of 
philosopher. No, you're not. You're a confused young man. <laughs> That's what it is. He's been confused for a long time. Because all you have to say is explain the Kardashians to me. Draw your 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 relationship with any of the Kardashians. Explain that to me in the context of your leadership and your capacity to to be deep. Give give, give me uh, break it down for me. That's right. That's before you get an outfall with him. You're right. You're right. All right. Okay. I didn't want to say that, you know, uh, I'm beating him up. But I really, I dislike intensely when people with a high profile, and he's one of them, right. don't understand the symbolism of the, 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 the space that they occupy. And therefore must be responsible in in how they use it. That's true. He's right. he having himself, he's having a ball because he's become relevant again. Imagine people quoting Kanye West like he's a philosopher. Right. Give me a break. That's true. That's true. You're right. You're right. You need to find a really good black psychiatrist or psychologist who understands what you have been through and who can help pull you through. Mm. None of this charade, none of this silly stuff that they're doing here for attention. Because he's also hurting. He's hurting the bigger picture, which is there are so many wounded black people. So many soldiers have fallen. Right. The wrong instruction from their so-called leaders. That's true. They need, they need to be guided by people who mean them well. True. But he is, he's, he's lost. He's been lost for a while. And... Yeah. Uh, they're seeking to, it's like Donald Trump. Everybody ought to know that Donald Trump is not mentally well. <laughs> Everybody ought to know that. Yeah. But who is saying it? The only group of people, and I talked about it on this program, was a group of black psychologists and psychiatrists who years ago, years ago, published a report that said the report essentially was an effort of their duty to warn. That's what they said. And instead of people saying, well, let's analyze what this is, what this report is saying, they're saying, who are they? Who are they, psychologists and psychiatrists? And and they they know a thing or two about when the mind stages its own rebellion against itself. So we have to stop catering to this, this unending quest 
for adoration because it's actually destroying, and Kanye needs to understand that. It's destroying him. It has destroyed him already. He doesn't know where the heck he is. Mm. He cannot place himself psychologically on any map right now. So he is not in a position to teach people anything just yet. He should be in a position to study under competent leadership, to study, go someplace where you're not seen or heard, and immerse yourself into yourself. Sure, I agree with that, Brian. Definitely can't. That's what he needs. You're right. All right. All right, thank you. Thank you for calling in. Henry from Chicago, you're on the air at 888-874-4888. Greetings, Latrice. How's everything going? Okay, Henry. How you doing? It's going it's going good over here. Um, finally, uh, we actually got the return of 70-degree weather in Chicago. <laughs> what? Actually... Yeah, I know. We're actually warmer than Atlanta right now. Uh, My God! 70 70 degrees. I know Chicago cold is is like no other cold I know. When it's cold, (laughs) it's cold right through your bones. Yeah, but, you know, like I said, it's uh, uh, for some reason... uh, God is going to give us uh, about three days of seventy degree weather, so wow. I guess we're going to we're going to try to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well enjoy it. That's all. So, yeah. what's on your mind today? So, I want to wish you and the PRN Elite Stories listeners a uh, safe, productive weekend. Um, well, thank you very much. I was I was inspired to call uh, by. Uh, uh, from the first caller, Harvey, when he talked about the uh, the James Webb uh, uh, telescope, and you know, I'm I'm also interested in the discoveries that they have as well because uh, I think about uh, I was I was looking at the report yesterday on the the pillars. Uh, uh, I, I, I think it was called the pillars of life. Uh, there were like gas uh, clouds that are actually forming stars uh, that are like. 6,000 light years away or something like that. And it, 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 it dawned on me as I reflected on this article that, you know, we as humans, we have been on this earth for well over a million years. And we have, you know, from, from, my, from my interpretation of everything, uh, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not, a, I'm not a professional astronomer or study astronomy or anything. I just do it as a hobby. But uh, we, we possibly know less than 1% of the vast universe. And in our over 1 million years as a, as a species on this earth, because we are considered the highest form of species, uh, we've only got as far as the moon. And even some people say that's questionable. And I look at the history of human life in this, on, in this world, and 
how much we have been, you know, uh, how much we have withheld ourselves to, you know, more advanced civilization than what we are now because of vast wars that have happened across this world. And in, in, in our in our history, you know, as humans, we've 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 seen stretches of civilizations where there wasn't a war happening and you saw civilization flourish. Uh, like uh, there was early, you know, in, in the early parts of, of uh, uh, in Africa, you saw civilizations flourishing, you know, in, in the beginning because of the fact that there weren't great wars that happened, you know, on that continent. And you saw like the birth of, 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 of civilization uh, on that continent. Then what started happening, you started getting these mass wars happening, and then you see uh, development start to halt. So, you know, it, it, it just, it, it's just, you know, kind of, um, I, I, I won't say depressing, but it's, it's just, uh, <laughs> it, it, just thinking about, you know, our, our history as humans and human civilization, where, you know, we spend so much time, you know, fighting each other, uh, labeling each other, uh, you know, doing all kinds of things to each other that does not advance, you know, advance the, 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 the race because everybody has this particular, you know, uh, idea that they want to impose on the entire world. Uh, this, uh, you know, basically just kind of uh, an imperialistic type of attitude where we have the answers to everything, and it, 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 it is, and it is, it's, it's, it's prevalent even in our society today, where you know all these isms that that basically take over the world. When you talk about racism and cap- capitalism and 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 different forms of sexism and. And, and all these isms that, you know, that, that rules the ideology of today. So to me, you know, as I think about it, it's no surprise that we, you know, and over a million years, we haven't made it no farther than the moon. And I'm actually surprised that we, we made it that far. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, look, why do you see it as, I mean, I'm talking about conflict. Why do you see it as a, a particularly modern phenomenon? Modern meaning, you know, several thousands of years, but that's in the scheme of things, that's, that's modern. Mm-hmm. Well, why do you see it as, uh, why do you locate it as a, a modern development? I see it as a modern development because I think as as weapons start to become uh, more advanced, you start to see the conflicts get more and more violent and also more and more expansive in its reach. And so that's why I see, you know, uh, the conflicts, the, the, the conflicts that we see, you know, like I you know, like you were saying in, in modern day history uh, as conflicts. Now, you know, human history has always been littered with conflicts. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's not a, yeah. you know, that's not a, a, a secret. But these yes. conflicts 
had, you know, these conflicts before this modern times had rules. They had, you know, and, 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 and surprisingly to say, in some conflicts, there was some level of humanity. <laughs> in some did they have rules? Except side A kills off side B, and that's the, the main rule? You just annihilate your, your enemy. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the modern-day rules now, whereas before, you know, like with indigenous people and as far as, like, different African tribes, it wasn't about annihilating the enemy. You know, there were rules involved. There were there were stakes involved in regards to no killing of children and women, you know, and and only the soldiers are the targets, you know. So it's like you, you don't eliminate a group of people, you know, in a particular conflict, you know, pre-modern day society. But now it's, it's totally different. It's all about complete and utter destruction uh, of the of, you know, what what is, you know, now considered the others. Well, I don't see too much of a change uh, in that regard because whether the enemy is killed off or the enemy is subjugated or the enemy is then portrayed falsely as a non-human being, and all of his, all of his progeny, all of his children, grandchildren, forever and ever, these are inferior people who are to be discarded. I mean, you have some really brutal lessons of war in ancient times. People were basically entitled to take over a person's life and their whole family um, and do with them whatever they wished. It's not been a nice history. So, but you sound a little bit as if you, you, you think that it got better. Wars got better. People behaved a little bit better as the years went on. They were as brutal and as nasty and as, uh, you know, racist, as, as determined to wipe out even the history, the existence of the enemies. No, no you treat I, I was, I, I'm, I'm arguing the opposite. I think the wars okay. are becoming more brutal than, than before. You're kidding. <laughs> No, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying wars, you know, like, well, I, would, I wouldn't even classify, say, ancient and beginning times as wars, but more conflicts. But as human history starts to progress, we start to see the brutality. We start to see the elimination and the genocide of certain people on, in this world. And, 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 and as I was making my argument, this is what, you know, has held us back from, you know, being people who want to discover more of the universe because we're too busy fighting each other on this earth. But hasn't that always been the case? Hasn't war always taken a central role in forming people's identity of themselves? 
you know, uh, we are conquerors. So we don't, we don't, we don't surrender. We kill ourselves before we do that. Uh, or we are the most cultured people. We are the most knowledgeable people. Isn't that something that we see all throughout history? That in the, in the context of war and difficulties that groups are having with each other, we see that there is this narrative of the superiority of one group over the other. It doesn't even have to be true. But it is, it is taught, it is practiced, and it is central to life in a particular group. If you're in the group that knows itself to be conquerors, well, hey, you got it made. You don't have to prove anything. You just take your share of the, the reputation and you make it work for yourself. But I don't know that, that there has been a change necessarily in attitude uh, between and among people who are likely to be at war with each other. Because it is about one group trying to prove their superiority and their skills over the other group. Well, you trace. I think in the in the context of when you, when you say about you know wars being a part of a group's identity uh, or conflict, you know, I, I would note that in modern context. But I think when one is developing nations and developing mm-hmm. those type of uh, of groups, yes, that that would be a central part of you know, of, of their identity. Whereas, you know, like we look at the United States, what is the central identity of this country or what they tell you the central identity of this country is, you know, uh, uh, we fought the British in the revolutionary war and we won because we won. Well, that was just yesterday in in (laughs) historical time. That that was, uh, you know, just yesterday. Exactly. Whereas if you if you say, you know, if you look at, you know, uh, Native Americans and when they tell their stories, well, some of them, when they tell their their stories about the beginnings of their of their tribes and their nations, a lot of them don't, you know, say that their origins come from fighting one, you know, one group over another. It's just somebody discovered this piece of land and raised a family. Yeah, but there's always war. Oh, you know, when you look at it, there's always the role of conflict in determining who is superior and who is not. If you're with the, the folks who win wars or won the most recent war, then you, you're okay, you're safe. <laughs> but heaven help you if you are not with the conquerors, but with the conquered, you have problems. Yeah, and 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 and, and my thing is this, you know, we, you know, for me, I, I differentiate conflict with wars because 
you know, obviously with conflicts, it's always everybody has different ideas. And many people want to believe that, you know, including myself, that my ideas are correct. But then again, you get a group of people who say, no, that that is not, you know, that's not correct. And a lot of these differences form out of, you know, like you were mentioning, the identities of these particular groups. Now, how they handle it, you know, sometimes they would handle it, you know, by sending one person. And then, you know, they fight it out. They talk about it, whatever. But when you when it comes to wars and when it comes to groups of people, you know, having physical, sometimes mental or even spiritual conflicts with each other, uh, it's different, you know, from when they handled it in ancient times. And I'm and, and, and like I said, I'm. When I refer to ancient times, you know, we're talking about maybe 6,000, you know, years earlier than, say, you know, when we're talking about the modern wars uh, that that we read about in history, you know, going back to, you know, wars in Rome and, 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 and all type of wars that we have here in North America and stuff like that. And, you know, we see evidence of, you know, just, you know, recent history of the development of the atomic bomb where it can literally destroy and you know an entire metropolitan city um popular mechanics did an article not too long ago saying that this generation has the ability to destroy the entire earth with one gadget it's the first time in human history that this has happened <laughs> well there's another way to look at it, and that is the mechanisms of war. Right now, in the situation that we're in, uh, Russia is being looked at as one country that potentially can wipe out substantial portions of neighboring countries if it wanted to. Mm-hmm. It, what is the point, you would ask? What is the point of it? Is it just to show force and to subjugate? Or is there something else behind all of that? What is the point of it? And this has been a major part of war, it seems to me. That war isn't just you kill the enemy. War is that you claim total superiority. War has many intentions and many uh, reasons. It's not just, well, we have a beef with those brothers over there. We're going to have to kill them off. That's not war by itself. The people who, in any society, who are the ones engaging in war, who plan war, who invent mechanisms of war, there's a particular, there's a series of reasons that they urge or that they engage in war. It's not just well, let's go beat up 
these people over here, when we beat all of them up, we win. It's not as simple as that. Because there are things that are unexpressed when it comes to war that have to do with superiority, that have to do with perhaps religious belief, that have to do with culture, and the right to own land, more land, the right to own more people, to govern, you know, it, it, it's a very complex thing. Why do people go to war? But, but you it is never one thing. But, but you, Trace, I want to ask this because in, in, in the modern day context of war, especially when you talk about nations and you brought up Russia, which is a nuclear power, in a nuclear war, who actually wins? Who's left standing? <laughs> I guess. Well, in a, in a nuclear war, there's not going to be much left standing. So we don't care. Don't, don't, don't believe for one minute that war is logical. There's no logic. Okay. When you think all right, about all it. Right. All right. Well, well, I'm on the right track then. <laughs> yeah, you're on the right track. There okay. is no real logic because they invent it. They have to invent that. They have to give a reason that people will buy into and say, oh, well, we didn't want war, but now that you've explained it, I can see why we inevitably would have to go to war. They already know that. But they spend a lot of money conditioning, just like here in the United States. You would think Americans would be dead set against war no matter what, but people are willing to listen. Give me a good argument. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll go along with it. But, but they're professionals. They're professional uh, people in people like in the New York Post and the and the Wall Street Journal who would argue that we can actually win a nuclear war. And I think that is just very preposterous. Because we don't know how a nuclear war is fought, or the new nuclear wars will be fought. You have no idea. Well, well, You're thinking that a, a war, nuclear war, is going to happen in this town. They'll drop the bomb in this town. Well, that may not be the methodology. As, as the great Gerald Horn says, after World War Three, World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. <laughs> is that what he says? Yes, <laughs> and, and 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 there is so much truth to that. Well, we've come to the end of our time today, but I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I like the idea that you're not afraid. Don't be afraid of what you believe. Put it to the test and see what people are thinking, how they're reacting. And it may cause you to rethink what you already are thinking. Or it may just reinforce what you are thinking. You never know. But it's great that it would come out of interaction with each other. And this is how we, we grow. Thanks so much. Have yourselves a great weekend uh, with friends and family. And then we see each other on Monday.
How's that? Bye-bye.